Information on this edition of Love from the Hip provided by Sakura or her guests does not constitute medical or legal advice. Any suggestions made are opinions only. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and consult with their medical providers before making any lifestyle changes. Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. Influenza comes from the Latin word influentia, meaning influence. Although Hippocrates was the first to describe a highly contagious disease in early Greece around 410 BC, the word influenza didn't come until much later. In 1357, the Italians referred to an epidemic in Florence, Italy, as influenza di freddo, which translates to cold influence, which is how they believed it to be caused. The Italians and other Europeans believed this influenza to be a product of the influence of the stars. In fact, during the bubonic plague of 1347 to 1352, people turned to astrologers. It was an integral part of medicine and public health back then. Astrologers of that time were highly respected health authorities who not only taught at the best universities all over Europe, but also were employed by royalty. Just like modern astrologers of today, they believed the movements of celestial bodies in relation to each other and signs of the zodiac caused events on Earth. These charts or maps helped the physicians to make informed decisions about the onset, severity, and the duration of an illness. Astrologers also created almanacs, which provided public health advice and tables for upcoming astrological events, as well as advice on weather, farming, and political events. These publications also helped to explain basic medical principles and suggested remedies. They forecasted when new plagues or even venereal diseases were likely to be expected. A lot of these predictions were largely based on planetary conjunctions, which are when multiple planets have the same ecliptic longitude. These planets appear to be really close to each other during a conjunction, and these planetary conjunctions are said to bring about large sociocultural events on Earth. In 1348, when France was hit hard with the bubonic plague, the King of France asked the University of Paris to look into it. They soon discovered that the bubonic plague was a result of the Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter conjunction. A lunar eclipse was also said to have heightened the malice of the plague and subsequently, 25 million people died. Astrology continued to remain popular on reports on plagues until the 17th century, when it then started to be labeled as superstitious. In 1655, in an effort to back up astrology with scientific evidence, English astrologer John Gadbury came forward and produced a short discourse called London's Deliverance Predicted. In it, Gadbury gathered data from four previous great plagues in London and composed a table showing the increase and abatement of the plague. He also used planetary tables to locate the planet's positions through the epidemics. He then compared his data looking for correlations. Gadbury found a big correlation between the intensity of a plague and the positions of Mars and Venus. For example, the plague dust increased exponentially in July of 1593, at which point Mars moved into a significant position. And dust substantially subsided in September of that year when Venus's position became more significant. Gadbury concluded that while the movement of the fiery planet Mars was the origin and rage of the plague, the influence of the friendly planet Venus helped to stop it. His findings proved true for all four plagues. Gadbury, however, applied his findings to the current plague in London he bore witness to in 1664. His predictions, including that of Mars's movement in September, would make the plague deadlier and that of Venus's movement in October, November, and December would halt the death rate, both proved to be true. He was wrong, however, in saying a fall in plague deaths would be seen in August when they unfortunately spiked. Many argued his medical advice of the plague not being contagious and that isolating at home would only cause more deaths. His attempts to find correlations with fluctuating mortality rates, however, offers an early example of what we now call epidemiology and his astrological assumptions illustrate the important role astrology played in the history of medicine. Currently, we are plagued with COVID-19. 
Unlike the bubonic plague, we are seeking out information from epidemiologists and infectious disease specialists versus astrologers. But like the bubonic plague and the Spanish flu, we are experiencing planetary conjunctions. We happen to be experiencing the same rare conjunctions during this pandemic that occurred in 1918 during the Spanish flu, that of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction and the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, and three of those this year. The Saturn-Pluto conjunction is essentially the transformation of existing structures, and the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction brings together Jupiter, the planet of global communications and expansion, with Pluto, the planet of basically all things hidden, from viruses to government conspiracies. It is essentially heaven and hell meeting up. All in all, these planetary conjunctions that coincided with major plagues of our time delivered crucial lessons about leadership and helped us to plan more wisely for our future. Their influences have not just been negative, but also have provided great opportunity as well. These conjunctions have spawned major movements of innovativeness, resourcefulness, and consciousness in our human history. Today, I have the pleasure of having astrologer and intuitive healer Walter William Boyd on my show. Walter will share more insight on astrology and how energies can help us to grow and how we can integrate astrology into our daily lives. Plus, later on the show, we will open up the phone lines so Walter can look up a few lucky callers' sole purpose. So stick around after this quick break. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Like us on Facebook Facebook.com slash 1150KKNW Welcome back to Love from the Hip I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician and your host, Sakura Sutter and don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P anywhere you can find podcasts Today, I have the pleasure once again of having Walter William Boyd on my show. Walter is an astrologer and intuitive healer. Thanks for joining us, Walter. Thank you so much for having me, Sakura. <laughs> I feel so a lucky. Pleasure. <laughs> I do feel lucky. <laughs> so I want to begin by asking you why you are so passionate about astrology. Wow, um, great question. I've been working with astrology for about 30 years now, short of 30 years. In astrology, what I love is that every person has a map of their story, their purpose, their mission. This map is a stamp in time and space, which is fixed for all, all for this life and allows us to quickly identify the structures within the psyche. So through this, we are better able to understand who we are, the gifts we hold, the challenges that we are being invited to resolve and it creates a better sense of the choices that we have available to us hmm. and this is just through astrology so would you say it's just another added modality to help us figure out who we are i would say so i i would say so but what i love about astrology is the fact that the chart whether it's you're working with me or another astrologer the chart will always be the same so when we're working with the same person, uh, the chart will always be drawn the same. Uh, you know, there will be nuances in the way in which it's read mm -hmm. and how it's delivered. And that's based on the style of the astrologer. But the underlying building blocks are always the same. Mm -hmm. So that in some sense, there's a continuity of, of, of the story. Okay. And I'm glad you pointed that out because I think the interpretation changes based on where the astrologer's at. Absolutely. You know, you may have astrologers who have an affinity, say, for for love readings or astrologers who are who have an affinity for business acumen. So depending on what their strengths are in the astrological chart, that's what they will bring to the table when it when they're working as astrologers for their clients. OK, so how do you think astrology can help people? I personally believe that the real mission for most people is to really gain an understanding of ourselves. So for me, astrology really brings forward the possibility of 
identifying our core drives and our desires, our sense of direction and a, clear, a sense of clarity and purpose. Uh, when there is understanding of self, we are better able to stand in our sovereignty and to deliver what is asked of us in a way that's honoring to ourself and also to the, to the other with a clarity of self, there's a better chance of making clearer and empowered decisions for ourselves and for the people that matter in our lives. Mm, that makes sense. So would you say it also kind of serves as a compass? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think when I was growing up, one of my biggest questions to myself was, who am I and what am I doing here? What's what's the reason for me being here? And it was only when I had my, my chart drawn uh, and a report made for me, an astrological report when I was at university, when so many things made sense, you know, the, mm. the uh, I wouldn't call it discrepancies, but, you know, you, we all have a family story, what our family uh, behavior might be like and how the boys might behave and how the girls might behave. And I could never really understand why it didn't quite fit. Mm. And when the chart was drawn and the, the explanation was given, it was a written report. So the, the person did not see me, did not make any uh, assessment based on body language or anything like that. When that report came to me and I actually then had a, a somewhat objective perspective of my chart, it was like a breakthrough because I was somehow liberated from these expectations of what I thought I had to be like. Mm. And I could then almost embody my true potential. Yeah, that's wonderful. It gave you a strong sense of clarity. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So what issues can be resolved through astrology? Ah, good one. Resolved. I think astrology is a step. Okay. Crucially, it's a step. It's not, you know, for me, it starts with the knowledge of self. And there are so many layers to the identity of each person's identity. Uh, and so often when I'm working with clients, I, you know, I think in the past, I've actually found that astrology and astrological session can be quite heady. So my current phase in, in my developing and deepening my function as an astrologer and as a therapist is to actually find ways to integrate the information that comes forth in a reading. So it may be that I may actually uh, intuit that they may require a, a Reiki session or some kind of body work, meditation practices, exercises, energy exercises, but all that really is to bring that information into the being, into their being, so that it's no longer just a concept, mm -hmm. but it's something that they can then engage with and bring forth into their life. And do they need to understand all of it? I mean, because astrology has so many terms and it, it's like a whole Absolutely. other language. <laughs> I, I, yeah, for me, when I do a reading, there, there are times when I sort of fall into the trap of talking, oh, your son is conjunct Venus and therefore this. <laughs> I try and walk away from that as much as I can and convey the the essence of what is actually being delivered. Sometimes they may want a reference point because if I've done a report, they may want to say, where's, where is this actually being talked about in the report? Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, generally I try to convey the, the idea of what are the essential qualities that are being held within the chart and how can we actually um, take them out, take them forth, and really bring them forth into a kind of experience that they can bring and share into their world? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you were saying that you integrated into energy work like Reiki or even just meditation. Do you feel that, that it's better understood that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, the way I'm working at the moment, is it's experimental, but I'm also trying to deepen the experience through kinesiology, because what I'm experiencing is that, let's say a client comes to me, not so much for a reading, but to actually engage with a specific issue. That issue may actually have... Um, maybe represented somewhere within the chart. It could be somewhere with as a planet. So as an example, let's just say a person has a Venus square Saturn. So we're saying a person comes and says, I really have an issue with holding on to uh, relationships and stuff. And the Venus square Saturn may imply uh, a lack of self-worth, a, a lack of the ability to see one's worth. But the Saturn here would actually imply that the 
the critique is not coming from the outside, but it's actually coming from within. So then the work would actually be to engage with that critical analysis of one's worth. Mm. How can we actually engage with that? What kind of energy work can be done? So from a kind of, uh, say, working with the chakras, working with Reiki, I would say, let's work with the sacral chakra uh, as a way of actually disengaging that uh, overly critical assessment of one's worth. Mm. And that way you, you get to really move the energy. So it's no longer just a concept. It becomes a working process towards wholeness, a working process, a working step towards integrating uh, a potential issue within the psyche. Okay. And you had mentioned that the chart never changes. No, I mean, the, the chart as a, okay, this is, I'm very passionate about my astrology, but in my meditation last year, I channeled a piece of information where my guide said, don't get too hooked up or don't get too identified with your chart. Hmm. The chart is only the challenge that you as a spiritual being have come into this world to find a solution for. Hmm. Okay. So the way I see that then is that, yes, the chart is static. The birth chart is static, but we do have things like the solar return chart, the uh, progressions, they work as timers to actually see when to expect certain things arising. When do we expect to meet our, you know, say our Saturn return? When do we actually meet the sense of how much have I actually achieved in my life? How much have I uh, uh, created in my life that will actually be of some kind of value as a legacy to the people that matter in my life? Okay. So, so you know, the, the, the chart does grow. Yeah, and it, it always as starts from a grows, starting point. Right, as the person yeah. grows too. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Well, with that, thank you for that. We're going to take a quick break, but remember, this is a live show, and if you would like to find out your soul's purpose, call in with your date of birth, location of birth, and time of birth, 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech topical skin spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? 
Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. And use promo code BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase. That's BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase at BrioTechUSA.com. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to send me a shout out at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com. Let me know what you think. Today, I have the pleasure once again of having Walter William Boyd on my show. Walter is an astrologer and intuitive healer. And if you would like to find out your soul purpose, call in with your date of birth, location of birth, and time of birth at 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Walter, let's talk about the soul purpose. So how can one learn what their soul purpose is through astrology? Okay, so I mean, generally the soul purpose can be found through the North Node, primarily looking at uh, what you've actually come to into this incarnation to engage with your soul lesson, so to speak. You can go deeper and see what contacts are being made with the North Node or the ruler of the sign it is in. It's always about essence, always about essence. What's the, what's the North Node in? Uh, what's the context that it's actually making with the other planets? How is it sitting in there? Uh, look at the energies as the essences. Uh, so a chart may imply leadership qualities, and these can be ex- expressed through different levels uh, through one station. So it could be a leader in a club, a leader uh, in a business, or even the leader of a country. So, okay. you know, these are just ways in which you can ex- express yourself. And does that expression change based on whether or not they're already fulfilling their sole purpose? Absolutely. If, if the nature is already there, then there's always the ability to push forward to actually uh, to create greater clarity of its expression. Mm, okay. It's always about creating that sense of clarity. Okay, that makes sense. Well, let's go ahead and take our first caller. We've got Amy on the line from Seattle. Amy, are you there? I am here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I've given all your information over to Walter. Okay. And he's going to tell you your soul's purpose. All right. Wow, Amy, you've got quite a powerful chart. Just looking at your chart, you've got an, a Capricorn ascendant. So that gives you that real sense of wanting to be uh, authoritative, not so much in control, but you're very responsible in the way that you deliver uh, to your world, to yourself, and to the people that matter in your life. What I actually see here is, as well is that you've got a very powerful moon in Leo. So here we actually have someone who's very bold, very sort of uh, charismatic, but the moon is sitting very closely to Pluto. So that that boldness has a kind of, um, I won't say severe, but there's a real sense of power, a real sense of presence uh, as a a person. Now, what this is now showing me, because your south node, because we look at the north node as where you are being called to go. The south node is in Virgo. In Virgo, we actually have an overly critical, uh, somehow um, there is a greater propensity towards being micromanaging, demanding that things are done properly to the letter. And I almost feel that with that, that can create a lot of internal stress because you are attempting to create the, the sense of perfection that you have in your vision. Now, what I feel your sense of purpose in this life is, is to almost take a step back because you have all that caliber to direct and to create and to sort of show people what's possible. But there's, a, there's an invitation for you to st- take a step back and allow them to find their own way to create the possibilities that you see. Does that make sense oh, to you, Amy? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, they, they, it is such a beautifully powerful chart. I would just say sometimes just let go a little, let go a little and let them take the lead in taking the first step. You can hold the vision, but they take the steps. 
I like that. I wish I'd known that years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, that is my reading for you, and Thank I wish you. you. Thank you very much. Absolute empowerment. Okay, bye. Thank you. So I have to ask you, Walter, sole purpose doesn't necessarily mean their career or occupation. No, I, I, that's why I said it's really about the essence. When we get to the essence of what is being asked of us, we are in, in, you know, in effect creating the opportunity to really step into who we are meant to be. Uh, not all of us are meant to be leaders. Not all of us are, are meant to, to save the world. I think as a majority, they, it's more to do with attributes. Mm. What are we really being called to do? Uh, I, was, I was working with a client recently where their sole purpose was really to bring a sense of comfort and acceptance for men to embody the intuitive and psychic attributes that they hold as potential. Right. Okay. You know, so yeah. it, 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 it's not profound, or in some sense it could be seen as profound, but it, each person will have a way of actually bringing forth their purpose through the interaction and moving with the energies of mm. their internal uh, drives. And it's what speaks to them. Absolutely. Okay. It's got to speak right. for them. So can I ask you what you foresaw happening this year astrologically? Astrologically. Now, uh, from a, from an astro-numerology perspective, yes. I turned 50 this year. So I I felt it was quite a special year for Congrats. me. So I guess it'd be... <laughs> thank you. So in some sense, I sort of thought naively, you know, two into uh, 2020, there's a double two, a double zero. So when there's a double two, uh, when there's a double of anything, it sort of emphasizes the the nature of that number. So twos are about emotion, safety, self-care, nurturing the self and creating a sense of home. When you've got a, a 22, that's a master builder. That's so that's creating and actually really bringing forth and making that a possibility. And the 22 adds up to a four. Mm. That is creating the foundation and the structure. Now, zero is the unmanifest potential, but generally it's actually also very deep and natural forces of transformation. So when you put those 2020 together, the overall sense that I thought was going to be for me, my story, was the building of powerful emotional resilience and structure through deep, forces of change within hmm. i assumed it was just going to be my story as i evolved into my 51st year okay. i had no idea that it was actually going to turn you know from an astrological point of view yeah the the planetary conjunctions indicated a completely different uh platform through which this energy would actually be expressing itself so can you speak more to those and and why they affect so many of us or all of us <laughs> well i mean the the most prominent uh, in terms of what really came to my attention at the start of the year was a conjunction between saturn and pluto uh i think it was the 23rd of january this year mm -hmm. the outer planets uh you know we won't really sort of discuss whether pluto is a planet or not we'll call it the outer astrological body all the outer astrological bodies are really collective in their function. So they really bring forth uh, a kind of collective spirit, uh, the call of the collective spirit. Uh, the last time Pluto was actually in Capricorn was between the year 1762 and 1777. Hmm. And there were some major world events that transpired then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there was actually, yeah, there was actually a Saturn opposition Pluto. I think it was in 1768 or something to that. And I believe there was something prominent about that year for the for the Americas as well, for North America. Uh, I know that the American Revolution occurred then. The Industrial right. Revolution also occurred. So the, the key word when you actually have Pluto in Capricorn, because Capricorn is about structure, it's about the establishment. When you've got revolution, the planet of revolution in structure, you are going to expect some major changes with regards to the way we engage with 
the with our world with you know the structural form of our world so certain certain things were definitely going to change uh capricorn is all about the establishment the structure and the foundation of our body of our being of our society and so when the when pluto came into it the external expo- expression of transformation was was it had to be expected mm. but i didn't see that because i you know i was looking perhaps naively from a 2020 perspective and I turned 50 and I thought, hey, it's going to be cool. It didn't quite work out that way. Right, right, right. And then what about the um, Jupiter-Pluto conjunction? Now, Jupiter and Pluto, I mean, Pluto has only just made contact with uh, with, uh, Jupiter and Pluto have only just made contact, but they're moving out. Uh, Saturn has actually moved away, has actually gone into Aquarius, but it's moving back in. So there's a retrograde uh, process occurring so we are still stewing the, mm-hmm. the, the the main theme is that we are still stewing in the soup of this engagement mm-hmm. jupiter is all about you know when when you mentioned in your talk at the start that was a conjunction but it was in a different sign yeah. when when we are talking of pluto in capricorn we are really seeing the change to the structure the very structure and the foundation of our reality. Mm. Pluto comes in and actually shifts that. But then that is further emphasized by Pluto and the ruler of Capricorn, Saturn, coming together. So that further ch- creates that deep uh, drive to change. And Jupiter, in this case, Jupiter is all about, really, it's about freedom. Okay. It's about growth. It's about change. So when, when you put Jupiter and Pluto together, Jupiter expands. So it makes it even bigger. I'm not saying bigger than what it is, but if you've got, it's almost like the Midas touch. It it makes it, it expands the whole situation. So it's not very helpful in a situation like a pandemic. Right. Because, you know, yeah. uh, emotions are blowing up. Uh, the sense of fear, the sense, you know, fear is again, it's a Saturn, Saturn energy. It's also something that's, uh, linked to Capricorn. So the fear would actually be rising. All these things, I, I you know, I think they are deeper meanings towards uh, the whole contact. And it, I think it would be a whole interview on its own, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I know that we're to expect another uh, Jupiter conjunction here um, at, in November, a week after our election. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, so is there hope for the end of 2020? <laughs> you know, I I personally feel there's always hope. There's always hope. Um, as confusing and as triggering as all these times are, and it's it's easy to sort of look outside and almost wait for the markers to actually see that's coming, therefore this is what we've got to do. But I actually think at this point in time, because there is so much that is arising in the psyche, there's so much that's arising in the collective consciousness, the the information that we gathered from the astro numerology report or the, the assessment is where it all sits we are really being called to create a sense of emotional resilience Mm -hmm. whilst being truly uh, true towards personal responsibility, authority, and working towards being powerfully grounded. The reason I say this is because powerfully grounded is actually a key phrase if you put Pluto and Saturn together. So if we think that these energies have come together and it's creating all this as a kind of external expression, one way of actually resolving the issue is if we saw these energies in the most positive light, how can we best express it? And for me, the fact that Saturn Pluto can be seen as a phrase powerfully grounded I think that's a key understanding as to how we can actually meet the challenges of this of this event of this period, mm, and how we can prepare. 
That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but stay tuned for the weekly skinny. And if you would like to call in for your sole purpose, call 1 888 298 KKNW or 425 373 5527 after this quick break. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about hypochlorous acid or HOCL and how beneficial it is for the skin. Discovered by French chemist Ballard, in 1834, it was first used during World War II on wounded soldiers and also to irrigate water sources for soldiers. The unfortunate part was this extremely powerful healing agent, hypochlorous acid, proved to be very unstable and therefore had to be manufactured on site and used immediately. Over the years, hypochlorous acid has proven effective in so many ways. In 2016, the US FDA has approved countless products whose main active ingredient is hypochlorous acid for helping to keep harsh bacteria from growing on crops, to cleaning water sources for farm animals and for people in third world countries, to treating infectious diseases and wounds. The EPA has also approved various products with hypochlorous acid for disinfecting hard surfaces and eliminating harsh odors without a toxic effect on the environment, animals, plants, or humans. As it turns out, HOCL, or hypochlorous acid, is the very thing our white blood cells produce. It is our very first defense against any microbial invasion. Our white blood cells actually make HOCL from salt and water. The only problem is we do not make enough of it, and the amount we do make is converted very quickly. BrioTech, a company in Woodenville, worked diligently with their team of doctors, chemical engineers, and scientists to figure out a way to make the very same HOCL or hypochlorous acid that our white blood cells make and make it stable enough to put it into a bottle. In fact, for the first time in 130 years, they figured out a way to produce HOCL without ill-defined or unknown contaminants, offering reliability even after storage for unprecedented periods of time. Not to mention their formulations are free of additives, buffers, preservatives, alcohol, oil, parabens, sulfates, and added fragrance. It is strong enough to work on prions, yet safe enough to use on the skin. As a skincare therapist, I have explored applications of this amazing product on my own accord. I have tried their product on my clients with acne, eczema, sunburn, shingles, skin rashes, and fungus, as well as cold sores. The results are amazing. I also recommend it post-procedure to help enhance the skin's own natural healing process, whether you got a new tattoo or permanent makeup. Make it a part of your skincare regimen and check out the plethora of other things HOCL is being used for. Get yours today at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H.com and use the discount code BRIOONAIR in all caps at checkout and receive 10% off. That's BRIOONAIR in all caps at checkout. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you are just joining us, today I have the pleasure once again of having Walter William Boyd on my show. Walter is an astrologer and intuitive healer. So, Walter, let's go ahead and go right to the phone lines. We've got Noreen from Everett. Noreen, are you there? Hi, Noreen. Hi, Hi Noreen. How are you? I'm great. Perfect. Perfect. I have to say, you've got... I know, I know I say this to everyone who I see the charts, but you do have a very, very beautiful chart, very powerful chart as well. And I think from what I can see is that you have always worked with a, a sense of independence, a real sense of being true to your independence of self. Um, There's a very powerful contact that you've actually got. There's a Uranus uh, conjunct Venus. And that usually implies a kind of emotional detachment, a kind of drive towards creating and upholding true emotional objectivity. Uh, that also sits with your moon being in Sagittarius. But what I really feel is this detachment has actually been on some level a kind of protection mechanism because your Jupiter is sitting just next to Chiron. So there's almost like I need to be free. I need, and, and yet there's a kind of 
uncertainty, uncertainty as to how to really accommodate that freedom. For me, your purpose is really to share what it's like or what it means to be emotionally independent and sovereign. That to me is where your gift really is as a woman to actually help others feel that they are embodied, that they are empowered as women. For me, your chart really speaks of feminine individuality, feminine independence, and your uh, your assertion is very much about the, uh, the upholding of that sovereignty as a woman. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yeah. And how are you actually using that in terms of delivering that message to other young women or young people? But for me, it really does feel about the message of delivering that independence to women. One of the things that I, I tell other women that I talk to is, and I tell myself uh, every day, because I have to remind myself too, that I have to be true to myself. Perfect. Yes, mm. that is that is your key message: the need to be sovereign and true to your sense of personal value. That sense of self-love is very—it's a big thing for you. And somehow your journey has been about reconnecting to that sense love, sense of love, not because someone has said you are of worth, but because you have earned it as through your hard work and sweat. And I think that's what your purpose is, to actually deliver that journey of how to reconnect with your own personal sense of worth. Hmm. Thank you so much. That makes You are most welcome, Noreen. Be blessed in all you do. Thank you. Thank you. So Walter, I want to ask you, aside from sole purpose, I know you had mentioned uh, growth potential is also being important. So that's something else that you're able to see in someone's chart? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, there is always growth, regardless of whether it's big or small, there's always growth. Whenever we meet an invitation to grow through an experience, we are growing. Mm. It, in, in some sense, small and consistent change is far easier to adapt to than to actually attempt one big change, which can be quite difficult to the whole system, to the organism, even to the psyche, even if the change is a positive one. Okay, that's great to know. Well, with yeah. that, we're going to have to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech topical skin spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. And use promo code BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase. That's BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase at BrioTechUSA.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. 
Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Setter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure once again of having Walter William Boyd on my show. Walter is an astrologer and intuitive healer. So, Walter, we're going to go ahead and go ahead and take Cynthia from Issaquah. Cynthia, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank All right. My call. Yeah, no problem. So, Walter's got your information. Hi, Cynthia. All right. How, How are you? How are you doing? I'm very okay. well, thank you. I'm very, very well. I have to say, very impressive charts. Two things that appear really? immediately is that you have got such a powerful, empathic ability about you. Uh, very intuitive. I would say you would have actually grown up either being very sensitive to the energies in spaces uh, and maybe even to things that go bump in the night. Uh, there's another part of yeah. you, though. There's this other part that says, I've got to stick with reality. I've got to be so practical. I've got to be uh, realistic about everything. I feel that your challenge has always been to actually create that, uh, that anchoring process to the point where your psychic intuitive aspect have been put to the side, almost forgotten or almost relegated. I won't say embarrassed, but it's, it's a bit of a party trick, but you don't really step into it. What I feel that your journey, what your purpose really is, is to really create that blend, really create that blend of saying, these are the, the psychic impressions that I'm picking up, and this is how we can actually work them. This is how we can actually create uh, and use them to create change and healing. That for me is your real purpose to really bring forth and take ownership of that psychic impression and actually bring it to be of worth to the people in your world. Hmm. That's awesome. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Before the pandemic happened, I was embarking on to uh, do intuitive counseling. Um, and I am so pleased that you say I, that because you would fit in yeah. so beautifully. That intuitive okay. aspect needs to come into your picture, into the expression of your life. You have got so much to give. Time to do it. <laughs> Cynthia, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much. We have to get to the next call. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very much. All right. So, Walter, I want to ask you, obviously, you know about a lot of things happening right now in Seattle. Um, <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about what is affecting us? Oh, gosh. Isn't it just so heavy? Yes. It is absolutely so heavy. But you know what? The energies, the unfortunate fact is the energies are due to continue for a bit longer. It's not going to turn in a week. Um, even at the earliest, we are looking at uh, a conjunction between Pluto and uh, Saturn, I believe, uh, closer towards the end of the year. Is that Jupiter? There's, there's going to be another uh, conjunction. But... The bottom line is we're not seeing the end of the period anytime soon. Mm. Uh, but it's not just Seattle that's actually feeling the impact of these energies. The whole collective is actually feeling it. So just looking at the central eclipse that's happening in a few days' time on the 21st of June, I feel that this really holds the key on how best to proceed uh, with our heads above the water, keeping our heads above the water. There are five retrograde planets uh, representing internalized drives. So these are going inwards, which include Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter, collectively expressing a deep inner upwelling desire to create change, mm. personal power, and freedom. And on top of that, we've got a retrograde Mercury, which does not help because no. this is a time we really ought to be talking. Right. But no one's talking because we're, we're internalizing we're getting triggered and we're then blowing up. And so for those that don't know exactly about Mercury retrograde, can you briefly explain what that is? So what happens is when, when Mercury goes into rec retrograde, it usually uh, coincides with periods where we don't tend to actually 
express ourselves well enough. We, we, we tend to be more internalized. We are sort of going inwards towards looking at what our inner drives might be. What are the inner thinking processes? So it's not really time to come out and actually say, this is what we need to fix the problem. In some sense, it could be a blessing because we as a collective may be going inwards to see where the changes need to be made to make the healing occur. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there are things happening all around the world and we could just come out and just, if this was an Aries, uh, a Mercury in Aries, we could just blow up and speak first and then think later. But in this instance, Mercury is retrograding cancer. And this is actually saying, let's go inwards. Let's think, how is this affecting me emotionally? How is this affecting me in terms of my needs? So we are giving, we are being given the opportunity to explore, uh, mentally explore the inner emotional needs that would actually make us feel that we are coming back to a sense of fulfillment, safety, and home. Mm. You know, the, the eclipse is actually occurring in cancer. And cancer symbolically is about the home, mother so in some sense we are being called to say what exactly do i need to feel like i'm coming home to myself okay that makes sense so overall would you say though that even though we can see these upcoming events in astrology and in our charts we can't change the event from happening however we can change our behavior absolutely behavior is paramount and i think it's not just about behavior it's about preparation i always say you know, if you're going, if you're heading for a particular, uh, say, a planetary contact, does it mean you have to end up with that experience? It's not so much the experience that you've got to go through. It is the energy that you've got to go through. Mm. So if you've been working with integrating that energy already, the experience will not have the same magnitude as though you've been denying that energy all this time. Okay. It's like saying you know an exam's coming up, you could be studying months in advance, or you could actually say, I'm going to study five weeks before, you know, a day before the exam. Mm -hmm. If you've built up your resilience, if you've built up your uh, adaptation processes to what that experience is going to be like, it's more than likely that the expression of it will no longer be the same as if you had not explored it or engage with it whatsoever okay so you were already entertaining the energy prior to it absolutely and i think most of us do that they you know i think on a subconscious level we are we are geared unless you really cut off from your body most of us have a kind of internal clock that says i feel like something's coming up there's a natural progression towards uh, engaging with an energy right right but i'm glad you said that because i think that's the importance of having an astrology reading Yeah, yeah. It's in preparation, and you know, it's you don't have to micromanage your life. Yeah. But if you know what's coming up, at least you can say, well, actually, that's going to come up in so so many months. I could I could engage with that. I can play with that energy for the time being, and have it, and then see how it goes. Well, thanks for that, Walter. So, how can my listeners follow you or book a session with you? Okay, so I've, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Google. So you can actually find my website. It's Rainbow Path to Wholeness. And that's the same name on uh, on Facebook as well. And uh, Great. we can take it from there. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, Walter. I know you're up late in England, but thank you. <laughs> oh, Sakura, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, connecting with you with America. Thank it's you. It's just amazing. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Eric, my fantastic producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip host Sage Sisters podcast. And don't forget to make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.